October 22nd, 2022. It's the Wife of Pedro Show.
Pedro Show. Happy Saturday. We started off with John Coltrane, Thelonious Monk, live at the Five Spot, 1957. I mean you. And somebody's making a fucking lot of noise. You can't tell. You can probably tell people I'm not man alone because because those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, they have Kel Johansson on board Cal. And by the way, we had urinals after John Coltrane with Filoni Smoke. You're making a buttload of noise there. You probably can't realize. But maybe shuffle your lawyer papers later. Let's do the radio show. Act, 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 act. Okay. Now, Minutemen only used three acts because we fucking didn't do all three verses. We only did two verses, so we never titled it Act, 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 Act. It was always Act, Act, Act. And that was in tribute to you guys. Because we did a Econo version of our already Econo song. Cal, you're no such big inspiration to myself, D. Boone, and Georgie and Minuteman. Oh, you buttloads. But I want to find about your music, your journey through music. I've had Kevin on. I've had John on. Sure. Now it's your turn. Right. So please bring your earliest I'm musical glad, memory, please. Here. You know, it's uh, funny. I grew up uh, in Anaheim, and my dad was a, a big jazz, uh, big jazz guy. He listened to um, big band music. He listened to Benny Goodman on clarinet, Glenn Miller band, but he also really liked vocal bands. He was into a band called the uh, vocal band called the Mills Brothers. Uh, he really liked the Ink Spots. And one thing that drove the family crazy was he liked barbershop quartets. So he'd always get these compilation albums after they had their international competition. And he'd play these live albums with different uh, barbershop quartet people singing. So we got as much uh, barbershop quartet as most people do in a lifetime uh, in the short time that uh, he was playing that music at home. So those that's your earliest memories, barbershop. Right. Okay, right. along with those other bands, he probably had a, a, right. a record collection, right? He did, and um, he uh, he got a stereo system and set it up in uh, his man cave, the den, den up at the front of the house, and uh, he'd get reel-to-reel, and he'd put together his compilations of favorite tracks. So uh, I saw him doing recording, and then uh, he'd have fun doing things like teaching me how to shave and recording the instructions on how to do that in in the front bathroom. And so um, that was my first uh, first time seeing a reel-to-reel and someone recording themselves at home. So that, that's how I first saw how, mu- how recording was done and, and how music was made. And I, uh, when it came time to uh, uh, go to junior high school, so... I heard all about clarinet players, so I decided I'd play clarinet in the uh, in the junior high marching band and concert band. So that's how I played my learned how to play music and, and played my first instrument. You mean in the pad you grew up there in Anaheim? Yeah, our home, right in German. Uh, there was no musical instruments. Your pop played the tape recorder. He did. Yeah. Well, you know. He no, was, I've had. Funny, he, believe it or not, Kel, I've had guests on and they used tape machines as like instruments sure yeah believe it or not like uh, Lou Barlow on that last song on Dinosaur You're Living All Over Me Polito I think he's got like 20 layers of cassettes the, the hiss finally bogarts over the content 
so what was the first record you bought with your own money? So um, I remember I was in the checkout line at, they used to call them Save on Drug Stores before they changed to CVS. Actually, there's and a name they, in between. Oh, it was... Osco, um, so, it's, which is slang for fart, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so whoops, Osco. whoops. Yeah, we don't want to call it Osco. <laughs> like pedal, huh? Okay, so... so yeah, uh, so back... What back happened? What happened? Days, so I was going, going through the checkout line, and I saw this record. Um, it was Cream Live. And so it was like uh, rock and roll, and it had a picture of a guitar player on it. And I thought, oh, you know, I want to get that. That looks really cool. And so um, I got that, brought it home, and, you know, had no idea the difference between a, a live album and a studio album. It was just, uh, you know, new music, rock and roll music. And, and so I was just happy to get my hands on it. And I remember those. I remember those records. There was actually a volume one and a volume two. I don't know if you recall, right? Because yeah, they're uh, they might have been the Albert Hall. It might have been the last gig. You know, I I don't know. I just remember it had kind of like a red cover. I, I should have taken a look to see if I. Could I remember find it there was two. One had Be- uh, Tales of Brave Ulysses, but also Disraeli Gears. Like one album, I think was live, and one was had Crossroads and shit. Yeah, a bunch of noise coming off some paper right. you're doing here. It's, you might not hear, but it's really loud over the microphone here. Uh, Let me see if I can switch. Uh, I can switch. No, the, it stops. Uh, it's like microphone. What happens is you you got some papers there or something. But it's no big deal. So, so what is was this the any first? What, what's not happening? It's like incidental, Kel. All of a sudden, there'll be this big okay. rush of papers and shit. Sound, sound. I don't know. I can't see. Right. So, uh, first gig you went and saw live. Oh, that was funny. Um, a friend of mine called into a radio station and got free tickets, and we went and saw um, that Canadian band, the Guess Who. We saw them at Anaheim Convention Center. Oh, yeah. Remember that? What were they called? The Amigos? There was an ABA team that lasted a couple games. There was the Anaheim Amigos. ABA was supposed to be no, some challenge that. to the NBA, another basketball team. That's where I remember the, the name of that place. But uh, guess who was the first 45 I bought was American Woman. Oh, okay. Win- sure. Win- Win- Winnipeg Band. And people say three chords. That motherfucker's one chord. <laughs> Talking about economy. You, you don't need more than one chord. Yeah, I know. People, yeah, you, but you yeah. know the big joke is three chords, right? Well, there's songs that are one chord, like Fun House and TVI and American Woman. Land of a Thousand Dances, I think. Uh, Harry Nilsson, uh, Lime in the Coconut. I think that's all C7. One part. Okay. So three parts is pretty prog. <laughs> compared to that shit. Okay, so no, remember, now what about the thing? Yeah, remember. What about the thing not after high school like uh or junior high graduating but in the afternoon? Now, were, did you use that clarinet to rock a you know, garage band, bedroom band, basement band? You know, I didn't and what happened was I was like, you know, I like music and I'm I'm pretty good at it, but you know, I couldn't see how to figure my clarinet into, you know, like more modern music. Um, I didn't have enough of a perspective of what you could do at that point. So I, I picked up guitar and uh, took a few lessons. No, how'd that happen? Tell me about you picked up guitar. I mean, how'd that happen? 
Well, you know, I was, uh, so yeah. So what happened was I was, um, at home, I played all through high school and then I went to my local college, Cal state Fullerton, and I was going to be uh, a music and performance major. And so I did that for, oh gosh, a year, year and a half. And it was like, you know, this isn't happening for me. So what do I want, really want to do with music is I want to play something, you know, modern contemporary rock music. So I, um, initially, <laughs> this is funny. Initially I wanted to play drums, but it was like, well, that's, that's, a, you know, a lot of room, a lot of noise. I'll play bass. Okay. And then I thought, well, gosh, I have to get a bass and a bass amp. Well, maybe what I'll do is I'll start with an acoustic guitar, you know, figure out how to work my fingers and then I'll move to bass. So I picked up a, a cheap acoustic guitar and um, um, we had a friend of the family who was, a, who was an old jazzer who had played jazz before he got married. And so he was just down the street and I, I did some lessons and kind of got up to speed. And then by that time, that's when I transferred to, to UCLA. I had just started playing guitar. And, um, um, and right around that time is when I met John and Kevin in the dorms at UCLA. So I, I picked up guitar wanting to make a transition to um, playing, you know, modern music, not older classical music or, or uh, jazz stuff. But now you said you took some lessons. Right. Right. Took us took a summer for uh, of lessons, and he basically showed me. Uh, yeah, I want to know about that experience because you know usually it's the piano lessons that almost drive people from even doing music. <laughs> so, how yeah. was your experience? He was great. We just set okay. up in his living room, and um, he showed me first position chords, so you you can you can get going on that. Cowboy chords, sh- right? The open yeah, cowboy guys. chords, and then he showed me how to do bar chords, where you could move like an E shape in the first position all the way up the neck. And that was like, you know, the world open up. And then the other bar shape where you start with an A and you move that up the neck. And it was like, okay, you've got so many chords, you can't keep up with it. So, well, you um, know, it's kind of like the finger looks like a bar, but it's actually some dude's name because it's spelled like two R's and an E, right? Yeah. And and what you're doing is the index finger is kind of becoming a capo. That's right. Yeah. And uh, open tuning people, which, you know, actually comes from the banjo. And that, that's how most guys are doing slide and blues. So, yeah, you know, it's funny. When I when I felt felt like kind of a dead end a number of years ago yeah. on my writing, someone started talking about open open tunings. And so that opened up a whole other world of, of uh, writing. Yeah. You know who got into that? was uh, And he learned it from Ry Cooter, I think, it was Keith Richard, right? He went to the five strings. There's something, yeah, yeah. yeah just, just, just changing your perspective, can, I think, can refresh and get you uh, reinvigorated. I want to play something from the urinals. Uh, I'm a bug.
about them when the day is done don't know what day it is or where she's been cries in the morning cries at night tries to keep her head on right but she can't anyway praise to God for another day corner cage filled with rage filled with loss filled with shame nobody out there to feel her pain when you feel like no one's ever found you little big town too big too small that's ten foot tall She wants to put it down But she can't let go Wants to die Wants to scream Wants to live and Wants to dream Still nobody Out there to ease the pain When you feel like No one's ever
from deep inside Heal the heart you cannot hide Let it go Feel your spirit fly Break that cage Turn the page Let the light consume your rage Feel the power Release your pain And you feel like No one's ever found you Just remember show that chunk of music start off the urinals doing I'm a bug then uh, next part of that you know keep fucking this up Iriamu Will Hamilton's a spirit name for his big piece here and this is a sexy song it's he has a big old uh, song cycle and this is one of the components 
Guided by Voices, brand new, Bob Pollard. Right? Must be every other month. <laughs> this guy, prolific, is not. That short changes his delivery. Instinct dwelling. Shiver board after that with the loose floorboard. Mark Bingham. I'm having some fun with John Coltrane's Giant Steps. He was on the show last week. Great cat. In Louisiana. Screamers. This, uh, the other version, right, that's out there. You know, they wouldn't make record, people. They thought they were over. Only videos. 122 Hours of Fear. Great Yeah, band. that was a surprise. Yeah, wasn't that a trip? I mean, there's some Target video stuff and uh, some demos they made. But, yeah, they wouldn't. They were actually, they were the first band that could sell out the whiskey people. And they didn't even have a guitar. You know, punk was, 70s punk is a trip. It wasn't just fast guitar. It was like anything you could get out there, really. Any, yeah, anything you yeah, put right, together and get right. on stage and do. Yeah, yeah, there was no real, it wasn't really a style of music, it was more of a state of mind or something. Anyway, right. Um, right. Almighty Op after that, this guy uh, puts on puppet shows in K-Town, but he also writes songs and sings them too. And he's recording these himself at his pad. Uh, you're the ones. Yeah, S-I-C people, I didn't fucking pronounce Carolyn uh, Morosi after that with Thousand Angels. And finally, Trotsky Ice Pick. There's a post-urinal uh, project he's got involved with. I want to buy you lunch. Okay, so we we did a big jump. I played the quad at Ful Cal State Fullerton. Uh, but from there, you, because UCLA, I thought you were going to be a film student. Or was that just John and Kevin? Yeah, that was John and Kevin. They were the two film students. Okay, so you went to UCLA also to do music. Okay, okay, I didn't know no, that. Actually, actually, Mike, what I did is is I um, I stopped pursuing music in school, and uh, just did it with with uh, the bands. I was I was stu I was studying philosophy. Okay, I changed my major. And who'd you end up liking? What's that? As far as philosophers. Gosh, you know, the one that really got me going was a guy named John Rawls, and okay. he was a political philosopher. He came up with this idea that if you want to come up with a society that's fair to everybody, you try and do this thought experiment where no one knows where they're going to land. It's kind of like you got amnesia about who you are, and it's like, okay, what kind of system do we want to set up that's going to be fair no matter where I end up? And so he had... Um, um, this whole book that was really interesting about trying to come up with a, a system that everybody would agree to would be uh, fair. And if there's any kind of differences um, that are disadvantages to people, that you have to justify it in a way that um, uh, makes sense for like the greater good. The rest. But, yeah, the rest. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you, and you got to try and find a way to bring everybody back up to where they're relatively equal in their their opportunities and, and what the, their advantages are so he was he was a really interesting guy he actually came out and talked at ucla ah so and, you got uh, to see him personally you know, he, okay yeah yeah he had this this towering book and he was like this giant figure in, in philosophy and i came into the room and he's like the quietest kind of you know skinny little guy who who, you know, you would think that he'd be uh, uh, as imposing in person as his ideas are on the paper. And uh, it was completely different. But he was he was brilliant. 
Yeah, don't judge a book by its cover, like literally. <laughs> right, right. So now, how, now, now, is it just a fucking accident you meet Kevin and John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we ended up on the same floor in Dykstra Hall dormitory, purely by accident. They didn't know each other, um, and I didn't know them. They ended up as roommates. And so um, when I got on the floor after the second quarter, um, they had already been there. Um, they'd met and become friends. Um, you know, it's funny. You, you just kind of gravitate towards people who have the kind of same artistic sensibilities that you do. And so um, we just kind of found ourselves hanging out after a while. I didn't even know when the first time I was, you know, that I met them. But slowly it's like they're part of my group. Uh, I'm part of theirs. And, and we just we just started hanging out together. That's a trip. And you guys actually have your first gig recorded. That's right. Yeah, that's right. We uh, we played, gosh, what was it? We played at the end of our first year all together um, in, a, in a cafeteria. I think they had some kind of like end of the year talent show. And we thought, you know, we're going to really screw with their minds. We're going to put together a set. And um, yeah, John, we got it recorded and John has that. I don't know if it's been out, but it's, it's definitely recorded and we've got some photos. Now, how'd you get ready for that gig? Well, you know, we just, we just uh, drove our, our, uh, our people on our floor crazy. We, we got together in our dorm rooms and, and kind of put together some songs. And Tell me the first urinal song that got put together. Gosh, I think this is before I met John and Kevin. They, they had just a loose group of people and they, they, it was almost like vocals and some guy with the guitar. You mean there's so, another version of urinals before you join? Well, so what happened was they didn't, they didn't really rehearse and perform. It was just kind of like a one-off thing. And so um, once we started meeting and talking and saying, Hey, you know, this guy plays guitar. He's really good. And, and, um, John wanted to play bass, and so I was like, well, I wanted to play bass, but I know how to play guitar, too. But we got a guitar player, so I'll play keyboard. And then we've got, you know, someone who could sing who was uh, like a performing major, performing arts major on our floor. So she took care of the vocals. We just we just got in a dorm room and kind of hammered out these. Uh, we did, uh, gosh, the jam cover. We, we did another cover. I can't remember what it was. I think we did the jetson's theme song and where did you learn keyboard because you didn't mention so, that yeah before. yeah so this is great so we were looking for instruments and you know we didn't have any money so kevin and i and john we went to this toy store outside of uh, ucla in the village westwood yeah yeah and so he he found he found a drum set that was really a kid's drum set like paper heads right <laughs> yeah cheap and then they so check this out they had this little toy organ yeah. And what was great about it is you didn't have to know how to play chords because you just press a button and it had the chord. chord <laughs> on. So, and then there's a few songs that didn't have those chords and buttons. So what I did is I, I figured it out by ear and then I put tape on it, on the keys and wrote, wrote, you know, wrote the notes. So I knew which way, which where to put my fingers. I see the picture of the class when they started <laughs> the bass player put the names of the notes on the frets. I thought that was great. <laughs> you just wrote with, ma you know, ma yeah. magic marker right on the fucking fretboard. I thought that was pretty bitching. And, uh, okay, so there's a five-person version of the urinals. Yeah, yeah, we had a, um, uh, Kevin on drums, Sean on bass, Steve Willard on guitar, I still remember him, um, <clears throat> me on, uh, on keyboard. 
And then Delia Frankel, she was the other uh, person. She fronted the band. So we had a five-piece for one show. For one show. See, I, I didn't know about that. I thought it was you three guys. So yeah. the first urinal. And were, yeah. But were you called urinals? Yes, we were. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's that's really interesting. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. Thank you for indulging me, Kel. All right. <laughs> October 22, 22, 2022 edition of Watt Peter. So special guest, Kel Johansson. Hold time for hour two. October 22, 2022. It's the second hour of Watt Pedro show.
for Pedro Show. Start off second hour with Sir Clans, New Praj, Kills Gecko. I want to be your radio, not your, not in your arms. <laughs> in parentheses, people. Then we had uh, Eugene Chadborn, Doctor Professor Doctor Eugene Chadborn. Just as soon as I came home, Sernazuk with <laughs> Isganea Budu Kurkost. <laughs> Sorry for fucking up the uh, Croatian, uh, Serbian, Slovenian. Yeah, I'm fucked up. I'm sorry. Because uh, I love the music. I'm just uh, terrible with pronouncing. I'm terrible with the English, too, people. So equal opportunity fuck up. Uklet Dukat with Okreni, Se, and then Ples, which Slovene means dance. They gave me a little translation here. Thank you. Tropakova Krishna Pesci, live at Club Coca, Split. Ah, Dalmatia Coast, Croatia. 2015. A Troopa Troop out of Poland with Moving, and then Circlons, Blue Cheer. Not the band, but the tune. <laughs> so, uh, people, long history Cal had with the urinals, which changed their name to 100 Flowers, back to urinals. And we heard some Trotsky Ospik, uh last hour. That was that was the prod you did after. Yeah, yeah. After uh, and it had some after, De- Danny and the doorknob guys. So yeah, so one hundred flowers broke up, and then um, the guy who did all the recording, Vitas Moderate, who you right, know, right, of course. Um, also he, with the last keyboard for the last. Right. So he uh, he wasn't happy with the last. So he and I started uh, a small project called Danny and the Doorknobs. And then it went from a recording project to a live band, and we changed the name to Trotsky Ice Pick and added some more members. In fact, John, for a little while, or maybe still. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. So he joined us after the, let's see, Danny and the Doorknobs, uh, Poison Summer, and then the Baby album, which is our first on SST. After that, he joined us for um, El Cabong and was has sung with the band since then. That's right, that's right. And then him and Kevin went and did Rad Waste and uh, basically pieced out a trap drum set to like Debbie and uh, there was like five guys, right? Each dude had a different yeah. part yeah, of the so trap set. Instead of having one person play a drum set, they took each drum apart, set it on its own stand and had one person play it. So it was it was visually really cool and really loud, but in a good way. <laughs> I know, really loud. I remember, oh, God, in fact... I see them. I think the night, D. Boone, we lost him because I remember it was maybe opening for uh, somebody at the Roxy. They they opened for Jesus and Mary. Maybe Jane. it was that, and I didn't see them. But I on the way home, I crossed that street, Willoughby in Hollywood. You know, Willoughby in mm-hmm. uh, near Pink's on uh, La Brea, and uh, yeah, I remember that fucking Twilight Zone. You know, Willoughby next stop, Willoughby. Next stop, oh Willoughby. fuck! Right, and it it turns out there ain't no town. It's the name of the goddamn. Hearse, right? Or a funeral home. Oh, right, right. Yeah, that fuck, that fuck still does. But anyway, this hour we played something called Circlons, and that's what is happening now. So right. tell us the story of the Circlons. So, um, you know, I, I we got back together, did some Hunter Flowers shows, and then, um, you know, I wanted to keep doing some solo stuff because I had done some solo stuff after I left the urinals. Um, and also on a break from Trotsky Ice Pick. So I wanted to get back and, and see, you know, write, write my own music and, and kind of chart the course. And after I did my solo project, which was, um, uh, you played a couple songs, 
Uh, I did an EP, Pi Man versus the Light Bulb Men, and then Tower of Isolation in 2000 and the 2003. And so. Were those under Kel Johansson or Sir Clowns? No, that was under Kel Johansson. That That's what solo. I thought because I yeah. played them on the show. Yeah, so that was solo. Um, and then uh, did some more stuff, you know, with, with, uh, with John and Kevin. And then I thought, you know, okay, I want to branch out again. And so this time a friend of mine said, look, you know, you're, you're, you write good stuff, you play good guitar, but sorry, I don't think you can sing really good. So why don't you have a different singer on every track? And I thought, well, that'd be really interesting. So um, I took that and ran with it. So what I would do is I would come up with um, uh, the music and the arrangement. And then uh, me and the guys, it's Hunter Crowley on drums, who played with The Last and played in Trotsky Ice Pick. Yeah. And Tom Hofer, who plays bass, right. he was in the Leaving Trains and, and, and joined Trotsky. Right. And then Steve Andrews, who's a guitar player who played in the last and did some recording with Vetus. We, um, we got together and we hammered out all these song ideas and we recorded them in one weekend. So we had like, I don't know, 20 something song ideas. And so then I just started saying, which ones can I write some lyrics to? And then um, I'd write the lyrics to a demo and think, okay, who'd be, who'd be good for this? So, um, you know, I started thinking of people that uh, had done covers of our stuff that we played with that, um, you know, are great singers. And then sometimes some songs I was stumped and I couldn't come up with lyrics ideas. So I just, you know, get in touch with people and say, Hey, you know, I've got these, this song idea. Do you think you could finish it up? So like, um, on the upcoming album that's that's still yet to be released you know for example like steve Wynn. i said hey steve i got this track and we played with steve's you know uh dream syndicate opening for them a lot so um i said this is what i got are you interested and so he was and he recorded a vocal and sent it to me or because i think he's in hudson valley now right he's he's pretty far away yeah yeah and then you know other other folks Who, who's like, the cat who's the cat on uh moon over babaluma Okay, so that is, um, that's Barbara Manning. Okay, so she, I want to yeah, so play that right now, then we'll talk about it.
There is nothing left. Beneath my feet there is just a void. My breath makes no steam in the darkness. I call out. But the sound of my voice goes no farther than my lips. I sense a light behind me, but I cannot turn around. It all doesn't seem to matter anymore. I can't think of anything I to do. I don't see anything in front of me. The ringing in my ears fades away. I wonder why. It has been my companion for such a long time. But I cannot turn around. It all doesn't seem to matter anymore. Did I write enough songs? Did I write too many? How did I write all those words? Sometimes they don't seem like mine. I remember an animal. It was drawn in a cage. It was made by hand. Made by hand.
Place where nothing 
Pedro Show, that Chucky music started off with Sir Clons, Moon Over Babaluma, and then we had a Tropical Fuckstorm out of Australia with, uh, maybe this is Cover Cure, Heaven, and then, man, this, this band's got the titles, okay, this is Rubber O Cement, and it's like Hot Bod, Snod, Knobbery, The Lookout World with Four, four, four Leveled Eyes, Nostril Mystery Matter, and microphone, copyright, sour drown, pedals fall from a shit bunker, no bungler, just a round worm, just a sound germ. Is that a fucking title? <laughs> Especially for a song that's a minute and a half. All right. And then Ray Shin it takes, with the... It takes longer to say it than it does to play it. <laughs> as quiet as it's kept. Maybe it was A, B, and C. Like the, 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 It's like different parts. Maybe I, f- I fucked that up. Sorry, guys. Rubber O Cementers. They're what they call their scene now. Uh, the Brutal Noise Crew or some shit. The East Bay of Milktown. And then Sir Clons with uh, When Only the Music is Pretty. Sir Clons, where'd you get that name, Cal? You know, it, it's funny. I was, um, you know, one of these times just kind of surfing online and following wherever the trail leads. And I came across this. Uh, this, I think it was a documentary or is it a book that talked about these, um, you know, like, so you've got artists that, you know, they call them fringe artists. They're not part of an outsider kind of formal training thing like, yeah, outsider. So what I didn't know is there's outsider scientists, right? People who come up with these ideas, you know, uh, theories about how to explain the universe and, and the physical world. And they have outsider theories. And so this one guy, I think his name is uh, James Carter. He had this theory that the world isn't made up of atoms and molecules, but they're made up of circlons. And so it's just a really interesting look into a world I had no idea about. You know, I'd, I'd known about outsider artists, but I didn't know about outsider scientists. And so I thought that's a really, really cool idea. And I really kind of like the idea of people being outsiders coming up with their own take on things and they're really they've got really interesting minds and so i thought hey i like that as an inspiration and as a handle yeah, so that's yeah. because actually every tune is its own band right but, but there was a core of cats there's right? a core yeah. yeah but every every uh every song uh featured different vocalists and i tried to have a different guest artist like you know um sax or uh, strings or trumpet or keyboards or you know something to where every track is really stands on its own it's got its own persona it's like its own yeah. world yeah and but still there's a consistency because of the core members so right. the front right. person and then you brought in another instrument to get yeah to ta- uh, make that more apparent yeah great idea you know a little similar to what I was trying to do with my ball hogger tugboat but I was just trying you know, to put out the theory, you know, if the bass player knew the song, anybody could play with it. <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the second hour. 
October 22, 2022. There's a lot of special guest, Kel Johansson. Hold tight, round three. October 22, 2022. It's the third hour of the Watford Pedro Show.
Scott from Pedro Show. Start off, oops, start off the third hour with Tower of Isolation. Now, this is Kel Johansson's song. So maybe I got a little out of sequence. Was this actually before the Circlon stuff? Yes, it was. Okay. That came out in uh, 2003. Okay, okay. So this was when you were like in Kel Solo Land still. I, I remember when you were putting this together, you had still had guests and stuff. Didn't me and Kay do something? You know, that's on the upcoming album. Yeah, okay. you you and uh, Kira are uh, on one of the tracks. Yeah, okay. you trade off vocals, verse, and chorus. So that's, that, right. that's going to be coming out in the new year. Okay, okay. No wine before it's time, right? Mr. Right. Wells learned this. Mini Beast, this is Peter. He used to do drums from Mission to Burma, and now he's a guitar man. Yep, you always do that, don't you? <laughs> no, not always. But, uh, Roger Clark Miller, right? He's a... Uh, old guitar guy of Mission of Burma. He's got his own uh, solo record here. And this is right. uh, uh, him uh, working with guitar uh, sounds. And it's called Dream Interpretation Number 13. They're all interpretations. It's a, it's a trippy record. Roger, I like Mini Beast too, though. You could, you could tell how intense the drums is. Though. It's like Dave Grohl, you know. Sure, he's going to play guitar, but you know the drummer's going to get informed by the, the boss. <laughs> and then uh, Joshua Abrams. To make a read, and Dave Remphis with Winter Cities, no Sister Cities. God, what? Getting blind. Uh, Larina, no Larana, from Sam Wagster. Curse of Lomo, with Ursula Andress, maybe the actress. Tribute. Midwestern Medicine from their new album, Where the End Goes. And finally, because I thought this was a good song to end with, California falls into the ocean, 100 flowers. <laughs> Everybody's hoping because they're jealous of our weather. So we got to get some kind of karma back in, <laughs> even out the bank account. Uh, so you're saying now this Circlon stuff's divided up into a couple releases. Yeah, so the first release is a four-song EP. And um, that's out on Poison Summer Records, was, was released October 7th. And then um, in the new year, uh, we're going to uh, finish mixing the rest of the songs, release it on an album. Don't know if it will come out on Poison Summer or someplace else, but um, we're definitely going to release that and promote, promote it with some live shows, too. <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, people, I just told you the songs we're going to play next. <laughs> Once we already played. Yeah, we did play Tower of Isolation, Kel Johansson. But then after that, we had Mini Beast, right, with Peter. And then Roger with his guitar thing. But then we had Stefano Poli out of Italy with the part one of his aria. Not aria, like, aria maybe, but not aria like the opera thing. Then Hot Pursuit of Havies is Tom's new project. So don't wait. And then Kel Johansson with Perfect for the underground. Is this from the 2003 thing also? You know, that was an earlier EP that came out in 2000. Is that the yeah. light bulb man? That is. Pie okay. Man versus the light bulb man. So, you know what? It's probably the second play because I remember playing that whole thing when I got I was so excited to hear new music from you. Yeah, I, I remember that. God, that was like 20 years ago. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> Even still, Kel, when I hear 2000s, you know what I mean? It don't sound like the old days, right? But it is. So the beginning ones are anyway. 
Yeah, I used to think uh, the the late seventies, early eighties was the the old days. Now it's it's moved up twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Now we're gonna play something called Narrow Adventure. What's this? Enlighten us. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, so I was playing with the urinals and one hundred flowers, and then part of the people that we hung out with were a couple of sisters, Christy and Kelly Callan, and um, they had tried to start a band. Uh, three-piece band, two guitars, um, and drums. Steve, Steve Wynn was one of the guitarists. Of course. Christy, Christy, yeah, Christy was on guitar and vocals and her sister Kelly on drums. Their name was Goat Deity. Um, I think they might have played one show, but they certainly did most of their playing like in, in the living room or in the garage. And so Steve left, and they, they needed someone to fill in. And instead of second guitars, they wanted someone to play bass. And, you know, I, I got to know them. They're, they're really great uh, folks and, and, you know, big fans of The Last and Urinals and Hunter Flowers. So I said, hey, I'll, I'll, um, I'll pick up a bass and I'll learn how to play it and uh, help because you guys. Because you play. wanted to do bass, right, all those years yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah. So now yeah. here's your shot. <laughs> so, so this is great. I don't know if you're – yeah, you, of course you remember this. Back in the days before the Internet, they had this thing that was called the Recycler that came out At every Thursday. Thursdays. Yeah, so you grab all it my cars, all my instruments, everything came from that thing. <laughs> yeah, so so Vitas, who who knew I was looking for a bass, he found this Hagstrom Swedish eight string bass, um, and said, "Hey, you know, it's a hundred bucks, uh, oh, one hundred fifty bucks. You ought to go out and, and buy it." So I called up the guy, set up a meeting, and I went out to Hollywood. He opens the door, and I come in and. He showed it to me, and I'm kind of looking around, and there's this this drum set, and then there's this picture of soupy sails on the wall, and I'm kind of like looking at him and looking, at, you know. I go, uh, Tony Sales. It is. It, it was Hunt. Hunt, the drummer man. Yeah, yeah. He had a bass, and he goes, "I says that your daddy goes, yeah, yeah, that's Because they end up the rhythm section for Ig for a few years. Right, right. I think, in fact, I think that's Hunt on Lust for Life. I think you're right. Yeah. So for some reason he had a, an old hatch from lying around. And so the price is right. Uh, I bought it and that's what I used on all our live shows and, and all the recordings. And what we did is we did a lot of um, studio recordings and we did some live recordings. Vetus recorded us playing live, but for some reason we never put it out and I'd forgotten all about it. And then a couple of years ago, uh, Christy got back in touch with me and said, Hey, you know, we've got all this material. We'd like to release it. So I said, yeah, that's great. So it ended up being a cassette only release on Burger. And it came out, I think, two weeks before Burger blew up. So it um, blew up in a bad way, people. Yeah, really bad way. So so that was over. So we're like, well, gosh, what are we going to do? And so John Tally Jones had worked with this guy, Ryan Leach, in Austin on releasing a Hunter Flowers single. We, we did a cover of a fascist groove thing. And so he had interviewed me and he was a really cool guy. And so I reached out to him and said, Hey, you know, I know you've got a small label space case records out, out of Austin. Um, we've got these, these recordings. We're looking for a label. And, and he just, his, he lit up. He was like, I love it. I'll put it out. So he, um, he put it out on his label and um, we did some uh, videos for it. We did some live shows. We played Zebulon. We went to San Diego. Uh, we played the, uh, the Sardine in uh, Pedro. Pedro. Yeah. 
and um, Redwood a couple times in uh, downtown LA. So uh, it was great playing those old songs. And so, um, yeah, it, it was unreleased stuff that never got out. So it wasn't like it was re-released. It's the first time it's come out. Okay, let's listen, people.
not for Pedro Last Music for this edition. I told you last time, but uh, yeah, they are adventure. Keljo answered on eight string bass, people. Beautiful. And of course, we ended up with California Falls in the Ocean, 100 Flyers. So, this new record, uh, the new Circlons, what's the name right. of the label? And is there a website? Yeah, it's uh, Poison Summer Records. And, so, uh, P-O-I-S-O-N-R-E-C-O-R-D-S-R-E-C-O-R-D-S.com? Yeah, Poison Summer Records, all one word. Okay. And then um, it's available um, on Bandcamp. Ah, Bandcamp. Go to the Bandcamp and search for that, people. Yeah. And Circlons, C-I-R-C-L-O-N-S. Right. And is there going to be some Circlon gigs? You know, actually, uh, we've got one tonight on the 22nd in Culver City at the Cinema Bar. Okay, so where I played yeah. last month for Lance Bang's fifty-five B day. Yeah. So and then we're gonna we we don't have anything set up, but we're gonna try and do some stuff in December and definitely the new year. Was it fifty-five or fifty? Some of these guys are so young. <laughs> the kids, Mike. The kids. <laughs> kids. And I got to jam with uh, David Palho and Brett from the Slint, uh, Human Fly, right? And uh, Jesus Lizard so But uh, good luck at that gig. That used to be the, the, the silent movie cinema there on you know, Fairfax. It's, it's a couple doors down from Canner's. I got a chopped liver sandwich right, right before the gig. Love so, it. Yeah, so now it's down on uh, Sepulveda Boulevard, and um, it's right off the freeway. Okay. Uh, small, Yeah, small little place, and one of the things that's great about it is, uh, you know, for our first gig, we don't need to fill up the room very much to make it look like there's a lot of people there. So. <laughs> Character builders, that's what we call yeah. those. And uh, is there a Kel Johansson website? You know, um, I think it's all just Circlons. Okay. Yeah, the, the Circlons.com. Okay, people. C-I-R-C-L-O-N-S.com. Look, right. when you come out, uh, put out the second batch of stuff, please come back yeah. on the show and we can get more into Circlons in depth. That sounds like Plus, a Plus, you guys will have some gigs under your belt. We can talk about that. That sounds good. Beautiful been always inspiration to me brother Kel thank you so much for coming on the show truly well thanks for having me Mike it's really great talking to absolute. you absolutely can't wait till you're back people it's been October 22 2022 edition of my Pedro Show keep your power